Hey everyone, thanks for listening to another episode of the Stuff I Don't Like podcast. It's me, your host, Ray, and we're gearing up for another episode of Candid Conversations delivered to you with humor, honesty, and zero chill. If I may bother you for a second, well, it's not a bother, it's, you know, it's a valid request um wherever you're listening to this podcast could you please do me a favor and subscribe rate and review so we can get these numbers up and expand i'm getting so much love lately from people you know ordering the free pins on my website or people just leaving dope comments on instagram or reviews in the podcast app i really appreciate and look forward to getting all the feedback so keep it coming you know subscribe to the podcast give us a rating review it and most importantly tell your homies so we can grow and we can grow together So, let's get into it. Let's get the conversation started. Well, hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Stuff I Don't Like podcast. I have with me a special guest today, Samantina Zenon. She's a model, actress, and blogger, and one of the co-hosts of African Millennials, a really cool YouTube show. If you guys haven't heard of it or seen it, please check it out. And you can follow her on Instagram at WildSamFierce. And I'll also put um, this information in the episode notes so you can uh, read that later and follow her. So thanks for being on the show. Yes, thanks for having me. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing, it's like really hot. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm in California, so it's been like almost 100 degrees all week. And it's right. morning and it's already like 90 degrees, so I'm kind of melting. But <laughs> hopefully <laughs> you are comfortable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's 2 o'clock right now in New York because I live in New York. So, you know, at first, when you sent me the message um, in regards to the interview, it says specific uh, standard time. Oh, and I'm like, yeah. wait, hold on. I had to go I had to go check out the cl- the world clock to make sure I had the right time set up. Yeah, but, but we made it. So I'm glad um, you have me on the show today. Yes, I know. That's happened to me before. I interview a lot of the remote interviews are people from, you know, different states. So the timing right. is kind of confusing. So I always, now I've learned my <laughs> lesson. I'm like, I have to say Pacific Standard Time because people will get confused. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so when did you start acting and modeling and, you know, hosting? Give me some background. Yeah, so with acting, I would definitely say I was a part of, I guess I grew up. Um, I grew up being a part of the um, acting community because I had an uncle. Um, I was born in Haiti, basically. I was born in Haiti, raised there up until I was twelve. So my uncle was um, an African diaspora dancer, and he had a lot of. Um, so he was basically in charge of having community outreach events every summer. So I was always and uh, I was always able to participate in them. So I was introduced to being a performer at a young age. And then when I was in school, I would be in the act, um, um, drama book, um, not, not drama book club, drama club, 
So we would work, I, I would do, you know, do little skits and stuff there. But when I decided to take it very seriously was when I moved to New York after I graduated high school. So I moved to New York basically thinking I'm going to come to New York. I'm going to be this actress, you know, model. I had like this big vision because I was really into fashion when I was in high school. I would get my 17 magazine every month. You know, I'm like trying to keep up with the latest fashion. And I worked at the mall. So <laughs> I was spending all my money there, buying all the cute stuff. And then when I moved to New York, you know, I started going to um, casting agencies. Basically, they were telling me I didn't have the look. I wasn't tall enough. I wasn't skinny enough. And basically, that, they just basically just like crushed all my dreams <laughs> in terms of being the model. So then I was just like, okay, great. I'll just become an actress then. I mean, I always loved theater. I was doing it in high school. But I, in my mind, I'm like, I can be, an, um, I can be a model first and then be an actress. That's what I was thinking, not really realizing how cruel the world was. So then I just started taking, um, I ended up minoring in, in acting and theater in college. And then once I was done with college in 2013, I decided to, you know, pursue it more professionally. And then I've been pursuing it more professionally since 2013 yeah so it's been five years mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, that's that's cool I think yeah I feel like there's been a shift because like you were mentioning people told you you weren't skinny enough you weren't tall enough Absolutely. and they, mm -hmm. maybe that was cool true a few years ago but I feel like recently mm -hmm. there's sort of been a shift where we're accepting you know different types of bodies in the media so do you think that you know, you could still perhaps be a model or it's not for you anymore? No, 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 absolutely. I mean, I've done print advertisement. I've, I did a print advertisement for SB Johnson last year and also for this one company called DG7. So I do print advertisement. Like like when you see those posters on in the subway or on billboards, I can do those those types because they're not really looking for high fashion models. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, I definitely think it's a great thing that, you know, the industry has changed because we don't look the same. Every single person is not skinny, white, and blonde. We're all from different ethnicity. And it's definitely, it's necessary for us to accept every single person, regardless of what they look like. Because to me, I think it's very materialistic to just judge somebody based on the way they look. Mm -hmm. Like, what about the person in the, on the inside? Why, why are you just going off based on the way somebody looks? Like a thief is not gonna always look dirty. There's a lot of people that are stealing things out there that that actually have six figure jobs. It's like <laughs> it's it's mental. No, it's for real, it's mental for them. It's like they like the feeling when they steal something and get away with it. So it's like, so the fact that the industry is changing is definitely it's it's a great thing because we can't keep judging people based on the way they look because that's never the case a lot of times. That is a hundred percent true. It reminds me of all these like recent uh headline making, you know, all the white people calling the police on black people for just existing pretty much. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds yeah. me like they always say, Well, they look like they were gonna do something. How do you look mm -hmm. Like you're going right. to do something just because of their skin color, because they're just my right, right, right. It's all stereotype. It's all yeah. stereotype, and I hate when I hear people say, you know, stereotype is based on the truth. Like, no, it's not based on the truth. So saying all angry um, black women are angry, saying what white people don't get angry, white women don't get angry, but Hispanic women don't get angry. Like, no, every single one of us have feelings. There are things that will trigger us. So for me personally, at this point in time, in this 
today's world, everybody's all so-called woke. Like, I don't care if you want to call me angry or whatever. If there's something that I don't like, you will hear from me. I am an expressive person and I have never been shy about saying something that I don't like. And I definitely want to keep it that way. Well, Whether you like it or not, yeah, if I'm not comfortable with it, I'm going to say something. Great. You are the perfect guest for this show, then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad I am. <laughs> so I want to go back a little bit how you you immigrated from Haiti when you were 12, you said. So what was that like? I'm trying to say, uh, think of that must have been a culture shock for you, especially at that age you're already yeah. Going through stuff and to move at the same time. So how was that? Terrible. Like honestly, <laughs> I had like this imagination. I would come to America, it'd be great. I would be in heaven. But like when I got here, the culture shock. I was being bullied a lot because you know the way they portrayed Haiti on television. You know they were saying that my I looked like those kids that were starving on television because you know UNICEF yeah. make these videos asking for money. To the world so they were saying i basically look like these kids and there was at some point i actually had a serious breakdown in school and there was a, so i speak french and um whenever i needed something i always had to go speak to the, to the um to my french teacher uh, to this french teacher which i ended up taking her class because i had to speak french and she was the only one that could help me so i was in this computer class and Literally, there were like 10 kids just taking turns punching me in my back. Oh and, my God. and it was happening. Yeah, it was happening a lot. And my, um, I was staying at my, uh, um, with my aunt at the time because obviously my mom didn't have money to get her own apartment. And my aunts and my uncles were basically telling me, you know, you have to be a good kid in school. You don't want to get into a fight. You know, they're basically trying to tell me I need to be this good kid. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll be this good kid. I don't even speak English, so I don't even know what I can do to possibly, you know, not be a good kid. But then when these kids were hitting me, I would let them get away with it because I'm like, I don't want to get in trouble because, you know, my family already told me to be this good kid. But then that one day, everybody was just punching me just just for fun. And they just like taking turn hitting me and then laughing about it. So I just got I just literally started. I literally burst out crying. I was like on the floor, like crying so hard in my teacher at that time, my computer teacher. She had taken, like, I guess a two-minute break to smoke her cigarette because she was a smoker. So when she walked in the class, she saw I'm on the floor, like, sobbing. And she's like, what happened to you? And I couldn't even tell her what happened. Yeah. Didn't speak English. So then she went and got my French teacher. And then I told the French teacher what happened. And then I pointed to all the kids that was hitting me. And then that's when the teacher was like, she went off on them. And I was like, yeah, finally somebody's helping me out here because... They were just taking advantage. So, yeah, she really, like, she really went off. And I didn't speak English, but I'm like, I know she was pissed. And <laughs> she made sure, yeah, she made sure she made she made sure she told them off. And I was so glad about that. But eventually, at some point, I did end up getting, getting suspended because some other Spanish kid in another class was trying to fight me. And I'm like, I can't. I just cannot sit here and let people take advantage of me. So I didn't end up fighting that girl and I didn't end up getting suspended for like two days because <laughs> apparently, yeah, you know, if somebody you hit know. you. <laughs> yeah, apparently if somebody hit you, you're not supposed to hit them back according to the school system. So that was just that. And yeah, that was my 12, 13 years experience. But thank God I ended up learning how to speak English by then. Mm -hmm. Things were a little bit better, but the first year was very rough for me. 
that yeah that sounds really sad and it (laughs) (laughs) it reminds me of you know I have a friend uh my old co-worker her family is also from Haiti and she she grew up in Florida which is even worse because she said it's just no diversity so she was like the only black person in her school and on top of it she was you know from a different country so she just got a lot of shit thrown at her but yeah it's funny because I was talking to her about this about how black you know people in America can often Mm -hmm. be very harsh to black people from other countries and we were Mm -hmm. talking about, this was around the time Black Panther came out and right. I have friends that you know are from Africa and they were sort of annoyed because all of uh-huh. the Black Americans are all of a sudden like so proud to be you know associated with Africa but you know their experience growing up here is that those were the people that made fun of them the most and harassed right. them the most and then now all of a sudden it's kind of cool to be an African so yeah yeah Yeah, I mean where I was raised I was raised in Boston so literally um where I well um, it was a city it's it's not it's not where I went to school wasn't in Boston it's called Worcester so it was like this um the second biggest city in Massachusetts so it's close to Boston and um yeah there was not much diversity either they were mostly Puerto Rican and white and there were probably like two to three black people in the classroom and one of them was one of them. One of them happened to be one of them that was actually hitting me too. Like you were saying, yes, black people do tend to be harsh. Um, but I'm not. I I wasn't holding that against her. Now that I'm older, because I know she was a kid, she didn't know any better. But I do agree with black people not really respecting other black people. And I have gotten bad customer service so many times by other black people, and I'm like. Am I doing something wrong? Did I say something wrong? Because all I'm asking is a question. Why I'm getting the neck rolling or the attitude. You don't do that to the white people that comes in no, front of you. Yeah. I'm sure you don't. A it's, lot it's of just, it is just, like, I just say it's internalized white supremacy. Like, we all yeah. grew up in this society um, where, you know, whiteness is valued. So even exactly. if you're like proximity to whiteness is valued. So even if you're a black person in America, you're still closer to like the white ideal in America than another black person from another country. Oh my God. They want to treat someone else bad. Yeah. Right. I call that, I call it mental slavery and that's just what it is when it comes down to it. Because you know, we can all sit here and say, you know, we've been free from slavery for 300 years or whatever. Bottom line is, our ancestors carry a lot of burdens, trauma, traumas for years, and they pass it down to generation after generation after generation after generation. So if we're not conscious to, like, not allow what what's being, you know, what's being thought to us to, you know, I guess, I don't know, what am I um what am I trying to say? Like, if you're not, if you, at some point, we have to basically not let whatever we've learned, let's say it's cool or what society have told us, um, I guess, define the way we think about each other. Because black people is not better than us, but that's what we've been thought, you know. 
they're, my, uh, they're majority, you're a minority. So that means you need the white man to do anything in your life. And when you bring an idea to another black person, a lot of times they will reject it. But if a white person tells them the same exact thing, they will validate what, whatever they say. And it's like, it's, to me, like I said, it's still mental slavery. And my, because I am aware of that, I'm trying to be conscious when I'm dealing with other black people. And I don't want it to be like, well, you know, you're not listening to me because I'm black. If I, if, 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 if I, if it, if it was a white person that said it to you, you would have listened to, to it. I try to, you know, listen to everybody's point of view. I can agree to it and I can disagree. I just feel like we need to learn to respect each other. And I think that's really honestly the biggest challenge. And that's one of the things that really hold us back. I think that's a hundred percent true. And we need to learn how to build with each other and stop worrying about like impressing white people. I think that's a number no, one. No, for real. Yeah. Like people, like for me, um, I used to make jewelry and purses. I used to design and make my own stuff. And my prices mm-hmm. are reasonable. Like, right, right. Um, like say I would, I literally handmade a leather purse, um, and I was only charging $50 for this. Wow. So that's really I was charging $50 and my aunt, my own aunt was like, oh, $50. That's really expensive. Yet she's no, it's not. the first person to go in like coach store. She has about 10 coach purses. So you'll pay $400 for some purse that a white person made but you won't pay $50 mm-hmm. to support like your own family. Like she was basically like right. oh, need to lower those prices, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this is yeah. not that like you'll pay for it's this. Really you'll pay me. And a lot of, I would get that all the time. Like, or people expecting me to hook them up and give them a deal. I'm like, you'll give someone else hundreds of dollars, but you won't give me $50 and just, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, I really don't, like, you know, even for me, like, it's so funny you bringing that up, because even for me, my own family, a lot of my family don't support what I'm doing. Like, if I have a play happening, because I, I, like, when I'm doing theater, I wouldn't invite them, they never show up. But meanwhile, guess what? They're spending hundreds and thousands of dollars to go to these um, concerts of these celebrities. And it's like, let me get this straight. You don't want to support a local business, right? But then when you want to, when you have something going on, do you expect for that same people to, to support you? Because if you're not supporting them, they have absolutely no reason why they should support you. That's no. just how I think about it. You need to, if you're going to support, you need to start with the local people, the people that's struggling with you. They can return that same favor. You supporting some high end person that don't even give a damn about you is not really going to help your brand or whatever you're trying to build. Because I feel like if I'm supporting your brand and you're not supporting mine, why should like what? what, what why would I continue to support you? Why? I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And then those are the same people. What bothers me is that people complain about like disrespect and then steady right. people your money. Like <laughs> you're always complaining about oh these people don't care about us. They don't do this. Then why your money is the is your capital that's how you can express right. your opinion you know i was reading mm-hmm. a statist- statistic that in america black people are some of the biggest consumers like we spend way more money than any other group in right. america yet we of save course. 
save money at the lowest rates. And we also exactly. spend more money in other communities, like they were saying. How terrible is that? Yeah. How terrible. We spend most of our money supporting other people. That's not supporting us. Exactly. Like, that sounds just crazy to me. And it, it just irks me, the fact that we sit up here, like, you, if I'm selling something, you don't want to buy it, but then you're going to buy, you, like, I, like, like you said, you are you selling perfumes for fifty dollars? Your aunt was saying it's too expensive, but then she will go spend four something hundred dollars because that thing has a logo on it that says it's better, right? Because that logo, that marketing they did basically say it's better. That means if it, that means it's better than whatever you're making, even though it's not. That means I'm going to go support them instead of supporting a family, instead of supporting somebody that's local, instead of supporting somebody that's on the rise. It makes no sense to me. And then a lot of people are sitting here saying how they so woke. Like, woke from what? What are you woke from? You're still doing the same damn thing you were doing before. Uh, Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Agree. And, like, my aunt is the number one person always complaining about, oh, the white person did this. The white man did this. And I was like, then why do you continuously give these people your money if they disrespect you so much? But you Uh, still want to... Girl, let me tell you. I, no, I'm just like I only allow. I'm only allowing people to treat me bad one time. If I come to your store, whatever you you didn't give me good 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 um, good customer service. Guess what? There are ten other one that's waiting in line for my money. Okay, there's plenty of options out there. It makes absolutely no sense for me to sit here bringing you my money that I worked so hard for while you don't you can't even give me decent customer service. Like I'm not doing that anymore. Like no. We have way too many resources out there for me to sit here and uh, and accept uh, um, abuse from anybody. And the sucky part is they only act like that with black people. Yeah. So, yeah. But like you said, a lot of it is, you know, self-hatred. And uh, we just need to, I guess, teach people about <laughs> themselves so that they can respect themselves and then in turn respect other people because even people want to say that you know we were freed from slavery hundreds of years ago but people also need to realize after slavery there was sharecropping there was Jim Crow there's extreme segregation so really America didn't become desegregated until about 50 years ago if and so people weren't really free until 50 years ago and even those repercussions are still felt today you know schools in america are actually more segregated than they were in the 50s it's just not it's by choice now it's not elite right 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 but it's it's but like i was saying it's really mental like mental that's why mental health is such a big topic now because we never really want to talk about it and it's kind of like it's just like when somebody go um was um in prison for like ten fifteen years. When that person get out of get out of jail, they're not gonna act normal like, oh yeah, so I'm back in the real world. What's up? No, because it's gonna take them time to adjust. So imagine being in slavery for all these years. You think like you watch your kids get killed or your husband or your kids get raped and all that stuff. You telling me when you supposedly get um finally become free, you're gonna go back. You're gonna go to the real world and live life and you know search for opportunities without even having any pain without even feeling like you're carrying some sort of baggage no that's not normal like our mental is not that it's really not that strong because bottom line is our psych our psyche is really 
is really what's really is, is, um what do you call it will um circle back will circle back it's just like life is a, a circle karma whatever goes around comes back around life is a circle things will continue to repeat if you're not really paying attention to it so that's why some people date the same kind of guys they break up with one and they go to this next one that's that has the same similar trait because they're not really conscious enough to realize okay i'm drawn to that kind of person even though there's red flags but i'm not really paying attention to it so we really need to start being more conscious with the decisions we make and like i said we like if you want to sit up here saying how how you so woke Next time a black person talks to you or step on your foot by accident, <laughs> don't throw a stick because, no, because accidents happen. If a, a black person come in front of you asking you a question about something, don't expect for her or him to know because that's your job. You are working at the store for a reason. If you didn't want that job, you should not have gotten that job. If, I'm, if I come to your store asking you a question about a size or something, it's because I don't know. I don't work here. That's a part of your job. You need to help. Just like you can wait, help the white person or anybody else that come in front of you, you should be able to give me that same decency. Uh, I 100% agree. Tell, tell the people. So, <laughs> so how did you get involved with the African Millennials show? So basically, they had an audition. Um, and I went to the audition. And <laughs> some of the topics that we actually discussed in this season, they they basically had me and somebody else, like the the girl, her name is Bridget, the one with the shaved head. There's two yeah. of us that had shaved heads. It was well, actually three of us, but yeah, her and I, we had we had the discussion about biracial. It's so it's so ironic that <laughs> um, we ended up having to discuss it. I wish I was on that panel actually, but um, we basically I did the audition. We we did the audition and we did uh we did the whole debate. Me and her. I was against it and she wasn't. So we were going back and forth. And then we ended up having another. Um, and then I had a callback. That, that time it was with all 16 of us. Not even 16 of us. All, I guess, 20 people or 30 people that they wanted to consider. And then we had other discussions with different topics and different topics that we wanted to discuss. After, after I did that, um, I guess a few days later I ended up getting an email saying that they wanted me to be on the show so I was like oh my god yay <laughs> I was so excited <laughs> that's yeah. cool yeah I had seen season one and then I was just, I was really scared because you know with the whole Africans not really accepting people that are not from Africa mm-hmm. so I was a little scared I'm like oh my god I'm Haitian they probably yeah. gonna say I'm not African enough and sure enough somebody said I was an African so I was just like they're probably not even going to pay me. And I'm like, oh, well, at least I tried. But then I ended up getting the email. The woman who's in charge, her name is Mina. She's so sweet. And the TV, um, the channel is called Mina TV Africa. That's where you can watch the show. Yeah, she's very nice. So it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. true. Because like you said, we earlier said about how, you know, Black people maybe don't accept Africans. But I think the same goes both ways well, African yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely no really no it's really true and you know I thought I honestly thought that was a lie because I'm like why wouldn't they accept us they all like we all um um African descendant why they would say we're not African like what do you mean 
Yeah, but the, yeah, one of the cast member was saying to me, she was telling her friend that they were Afri- um, they were Haitians in the cast because it's me and another guy who's Haitian. And she said, her friend said, why do they have Haitians in the cast? They're not even African. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I, was kind of, I was confused when she said that. So yeah, a lot of, like, I, I would go back and read some of the comments. People are really, like, mad passionate about this whole, if you're not born in Africa, you're not African thing. It's really weird. That, yeah. Um, it reminds yeah. me, I was watching, speaking of uh, biracial, I was watching the episode about interracial dating. And mm-hmm. one of the men on the panel was saying that how he didn't like girls who lacked culture and didn't know about their heritage. And he was talking about like, oh, you know, I dated an Italian girl, but she didn't know anything about Italy. And since I'm so proud to be Nigerian, like it's very important that I date people that are like into their heritage and proud of their heritage. And to me, that was uh, interesting because I feel like most Black people don't know their heritage in America because, you know, of slavery and even just mm-hmm. white people don't like my white friends don't know or they might know like oh I'm Scottish Italian but they don't speak right. Italian they've never been to Scotland so right, right. I, I thought that was like is that maybe that's port, sort of the reason because Africans maybe are so connected to their heritage and proud of it they are like don't have respect for people that don't know where they come from but I mean, yeah, I guess that may be the case for him, but I feel like some people like, like, I think to me, it, it really depends. Cause if I'm like the third or the fourth generation, if I was the third or the fourth generation Haitian, I would probably not know um, a lot of Haitian, um, a lot of things about the Haitian culture, because there are a lot of Haitians that, are, that, have, that have kids in America. They never even have their kids go back home. Yeah. They don't teach, they, the kids speak French. I mean, not even French. They speak Creole at home, but that's about it. They don't know anything about Haitian history. They don't know anything about the Haitian culture besides what they learn in America. So I think it's something that you have to really instill in your kids while you're raising them. And that's it. And I feel like, Personally, if I've met several people who don't know much about their culture, some people don't even speak their language. They're like, "Oh yeah, I'm Italian, but I don't really speak Italian." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, well, that's you know, that's I think that's something that that should be up to the person if they want to learn more about it." But yes, for me, I would definitely highly recommend it. If I was, I wouldn't, I wouldn't um judge somebody based off of that because to me, that's kind of like, do you like the person or do you want to like <laughs> find something out about their culture? You know, I think if you're trying to get to know somebody, you need to get to know the person and like. You can teach that person. Maybe we should go to Italy. Maybe we should go to France or wherever they're from. Let's learn about that. You know, because I'm like, the person, like I said, if the person wasn't raised, you know, like um, in a household, that's really like, really, um, that makes it very important for them to know where they come from. They're not going to just wake up and be like, oh, yeah, I want to learn all about Italy. I want to learn all about Scottish. Some people maybe want to explore, but it's not going to always be everybody, so. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be a great way to learn about their culture and also they can learn with you. I think it would be a great bonding experience to me. <laughs> so, yeah. The show, you guys obviously have really controversial topics, like we already talked about the interracial dating, sort of religion, uh, sexual orientation, gender identity, lots of 
sort of right. trigger-inducing topics. So do you guys mm-hmm. get any backlash from that or uh, has it well, negative comments? Well, people comment on every single episode. Some people like it and some people don't, but that's the thing about controversies. It makes us talk about things that we weren't talking about. It makes us think outside of the box. Like for me personally, when I show up, when I show up to shoot, when I come to, to on set to shoot, I already have my own mind. I already um, think about what I want to talk about. I already, you know, choose the side that I want to be on. You know, I'm like, I write, I think this is why I think this, this is why I think that. And then I'll sit there and I would hear somebody say something else. And I'm like, wow, I never thought of it that way. So it's good that people, you know, are talking about it to me i think that's a good thing like yeah you can disagree with what i say but i think that way and some people also think that way we all not gonna think the same and that's one thing that that we really i feel like that we are really fighting in this society because everybody expects for everybody to be a certain way all black people are supposed to be democrat all black people are supposed to like chicken all black people are supposed <laughs> to like watermelon no i don't like watermelon i eat chicken but it's not my favorite i rather steak so why do you assume because i'm black i'm supposed to like these things you know what i mean yeah so yeah con- yeah like whenever with like controversies always make people talk and yeah we need to talk about things that we need to we cannot sit up here and just try to sugarcoat everything and try to keep the peace all the time no it's just like not happening. We can't. We can't. So yeah. So yeah. I I enjoy the show for that reason because I think that we are actually um in an era where I think people don't like to have conversation. It's like people just want everyone to agree with them. And if you disagree exactly. with them, like you're stupid or you're this or that, like you can't have people disagree and then still recognize that they are human and you're you are still respect one another I feel like people are very polarized now and they only really want to talk to people that think exactly like they do like that right <laughs> exactly very it's so pathetic it's really pathetic yeah and it's like if, if it has to be that way, then I don't want to be your friend because there's no way in hell I'm going to think the way you think because, number one, we have different experience. We're from different places. Like I said, I wasn't born here. So my experience is different from yours. So why would you expect for me to think the same way as you? That makes no sense. So, yeah. So what was your favorite topic or episode of the show that you've done so far? Um. Well, I definitely like the one about... I think the DNA one was definitely something oh, yeah. that really, I'm like, I was just thinking like, yeah, I think the DNA one was definitely an interesting topic to me because I'm like, there's no way in hell I would ever allow my husband to DNA test my child when we're married. Because maybe because I'm imagining the kind of wife I would want to be, the kind of relationship I would want to be. So to me, you trying to DNA test my kid it's just straight disrespect. So basically, you don't trust me. That's what I feel. And I'm like, what's the point of us walk, walking down this aisle, you know, saying I do till, you know, death do us part or whatever that the saying is for you to just, you know, go behind my back or even questioning our kids. So that one was definitely like, it really got me, had me fired up because I'm thinking in my personal life, I swear to God, if my husband... <laughs> do something like that 
like especially if it's even behind my back then um especially if he does it behind my back like we're gonna be done i don't care if i have a three month old child i am leaving it <laughs> and that's the end of the story uh, so you guys really no, I, no, no i really put that out there because i don't know where my my future husband is but i do want him to listen yeah i want him to know i'm in business that's hilarious but you guys do get in pretty like heated debates and obviously everyone has a different opinion so are there any times where you guys are just like really mad and don't want to speak to each other after filming the show or are you guys all cool with one another but you know it's really like it's yeah i well i know when i had that black panther um um discussion i was so upset because they would not even let me explain why i felt the way i felt everybody just seemed to agree with each other except for me and i was so upset about that because i'm like you guys are so ridiculous First of all, I'm, I know for sure none of y'all read the damn comic book, but everybody want to sit up here and say they read the comic book. <laughs> and I was just so annoyed because they would not even ex- let, allow me to express why I felt like the film, I had a wrong impression of the film because they were all basically saying the film was strictly about the comic book. And I was like, no, it's not. They were, you know, trying to make it a whole social thing with, you know, black people, black power, because that's what I was, that, that's what I got from me when I saw the film. And also the way they promoted the film in, term, in terms of marketing, I felt like they were making it seem like it was a black power, power film, the first black superhero. So every freaking black person was like, oh, I got to see this film. You know, this is really good for the black culture. So that was the impression that I got when I saw the film. And that was the impression that I got before I saw the film. But when I went to see the film, um, when I went to see the, see the film, I was like, wait, but this is not really like what I thought it was. Cause I thought it would be more, you know, black power, but I'm like, this is the, more like a comic book, but they're trying to make it a whole black movement, but it's not really quite there. It's not really that deep to me. That's what I felt. So that's what I was trying to tell them when we had the discussion, but they would not let me speak. And I was so mad. <laughs> and when the episode came out, when the episode came out, we have this group chat. I went in because <laughs> um, other cast out. No, the other cast that were that weren't in the panel, they were like, "Yeah, I actually do agree with you, Samantha, because I do believe that um, that what you were saying was true. That you know they did market it for as if it was like a black power film." And I'm like, "That's all I was trying to say." And we had a whole another we had a an, um, another discussion in that group chat discussing it. And I'm like, "Right, we can go on about this forever." Because <laughs> I feel the way I feel, and that's that. Yeah. And, you know, because we also shoot two, two, two episodes per day, so it can definitely be draining, especially when it's something that you're very passionate about. That is, that is a lot, especially just yeah. debating for, like, hours. I'm like, yeah, I would. Right. Yeah. <laughs> be tired of that. So how does mm-hmm. the show work? You guys are just, like, presented the topics and given time to prepare before you um, film? Yeah. So yeah, they will um like in the same group chat they will um write um the owner, Mina. She would send us a message saying this is the topic that will be discussed. Um, if you because a lot view the viewers, I mean, if you ever go through our box um our comments, they go hard like for real. <laughs> so they're asking all kinds of questions. <laughs> so she will tell us this is the questions that this first um that um that we will be discussing. This is the question that this person asked us. So then. 
we'll come in whenever, I mean, two, three days later, we'll come in to shoot and then we'll discuss those topics. Yeah. I mean, some of the topics don't really require any research, but it's like, you got to think of what you were going to, what you're going to, like what you're going to say, what, what side you're going to be on. But like I said, once again, when you hear somebody else's perspective, then you're like, oh, shoot, I didn't, I, I never thought of it that way. And that's why I'm like, these debate shows, it's good that people, you know, people are upset or it's creating controversies because it's making you think, oh, maybe, maybe let me listen to that person's idea. But, you know, there are, there are a lot of ignorant people out there. They'll still feel whatever way they feel. But at least it's opening up that, you know, door for us to have conversation about things that we don't normally want to speak about or we can talk about things and not be all defensive or be disrespectful about it because bottom line is we all have different point of views. We all have different um, perspectives. We all from different places. Different, we have different backgrounds. So people do have to respect. You can agree to disagree with somebody. It's not that deep, you know, it's yeah. not that serious. I agree. I appreciate the show because there's a lot of things that I disagree with. Like, people. Right. Right. <laughs> So I'm just like, oh my, did this person say this? But uh-uh. I like it because, like you said, I think it's important just to create a dialogue and to speak right. to people that you disagree with. Because, um, as you did say, that we are all shaped by our experiences. So I grew up this way, so I may think this way. And if I don't even talk to or ever hear the opinion of someone else that disagrees, I am depriving myself, really, because that's denying myself an opportunity to grow and to learn something new. So I'm all for speaking to people that you don't necessarily agree with. And like, as long as you are respectful and not rude, which I think is Mm -hmm. lacking, I feel like we're in a culture where like if you don't disagree if you disagree with someone that you call them names and like won't even mm-hmm. them out but we need to right. get past that hear people out you can still disagree with people but at least you understand where they're coming from and if you can understand right. where someone's coming from maybe you can actually work to teach them or educate them so that they can come to a new conclusion on their own and they may agree with you but you still Mm -hmm. just need to understand I think empathy is important understand where people are coming from and that's what we need at the end of the day just more discussion and not just automatically shutting people down because they don't exactly yeah. right exactly yeah we can't because the thing is it's almost like we feel like people are attacking us so let's build yeah. up that wall let me build build up that wall because i don't because this person is agree with me so i don't want to talk to them and it's like it's not that serious yeah even though, I, even though if, if even though i disagree with something you say if i see something bad happening to you i'm not gonna sit here and be like well yeah i'm gonna just let that happen to her because she didn't agree with me. We talked like, no, we should see. That's what I'm saying. If you think that way, then we, you need to have these kind of conversation. You need to get used to having conversation where people disagree with you because every single person you meet is not going to agree with everything you say. So we have to get used to speaking to people, disagreeing with people. A hundred percent agree. And like, do it with respect and do it mm-hmm. with, listening and not always coming in and try to talk at people because that's one thing I I noticed like I there's so a friend of mine and she's just very like wants to be arguing with people all the time and I'm just like I understand where you're coming from I don't agree 
and we can discuss, right. we can have a discussion all day, but like, stop trying to force me to. Me, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no, I understand. I, at some point, I, like, at some point when I feel like I can't get my phone across, I just give up. I'm like, all right, go, yeah. ahead. go ahead, whatever. No, that, that was me when we had that Black Panther um, discussion. I'm like, it's eight of you and it's only one of me. Go ahead. Y'all can have that conversation. I'm done because, like I said, I already have my own um, mind made up. And you, if you don't want to listen, listen to what I have to say, then great. Go ahead. You can agree. But I'm sure somebody will agree with what I was saying. And sure enough, and that's just how it is. And that's the good thing about a debate. There will always be somebody that understands where the point, your point of view, where you're coming from. Ten people can agree with them, but there will be at least one person that understand or that tries to listen to where you're coming from. So as long as we can have those debates where we all can, where we can talk about things, Let's, yeah, why not? Who cares if people get mad? We need to get mad. So we yeah. can grow. Because a lot of times when people tell, like a lot of times when your parents or somebody say something to you that cares about you, of course you get upset. But guess what? Sometimes the person may be right. We just, we're too busy in our feelings to realize that the person we're actually trying to help us out. So yeah, let's talk about it. I 100% agree. Talk more. And, um... Yeah, just be uncomfortable. I feel like it's not bad. <laughs> exactly. Everyone wants to just be comfortable, but sometimes mm-hmm. you gotta be uncomfortable and, <laughs> and you have yep. to say things that people don't agree with. I feel like there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that secretly agree with you, but they're just too afraid to say anything. So <laughs> Exactly. That's what I felt. So I'm like, wait. Why everybody's all of a sudden agree? I just thought that, like, I'm just going back to that same day because I'm like, it was just so odd how everybody was thinking the same exact way. Because they were like, they were, they realized how everybody was coming at me. They just didn't want to be in the hot seat. They're like, yeah, let me just not say anything. Let me just sit here and laugh. And I'm like, you know, and I'm like, I mean, granted, it's, it's, it's just a job. But I was thinking like, you need to stand up for something you believe in. You can't just sit here. Oh, I don't want to be attacked. Let me just not talk about it. Like, no, it's okay. You have the right to express yourself. You have the right to have your own opinion. So, so what? Yeah, you can be in the hot seat. So what? It's just another day in this world, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. So I, I wanted to get into some like tips you could provide for the listeners. There's, I know I have a lot of listeners that, um, have brands of their own, whether they're a blogger or do podcasts. So are there any tips that you can give to people who want to maybe start their own YouTube show or be a blogger, any expertise you may have? Well, for YouTube shows, I don't have much experience because I don't have a, I I have a channel on YouTube, but I have like seven subscribers and I only use it when I have like, um, when I'm, when I have to submit an audition, but I think I've heard people say it's really, it's, it's, it's it's much easier, easier to get, um, followers on subscribers on YouTube as long as you're consistent. Um, you have to be really good at your craft. So, that means you need to use that internet, um, internet on your, um, at your best interest and really dig in, you know, do as much research as possible because I think it's always reward, rewarding when your viewers can learn something from you because then that will, you know, that will keep them coming back. And also in that process, you're learning something. And when they, they can ask you questions, and I, I, to me, it's always rewarding when you help somebody out. That's just 
that's just my own point of view. And it's like, don't be, don't be selfish because I believe in good karma. If you're doing something and somebody needs your help, they reach out to you. If you can't help them, say you can't help them. But don't sit up here trying to be all think about it and not responding or doing whatever because it's kind of like you don't – number one, that's another thing too. People basically judge people based on their following on social media or their status on social media. First of all, there are a lot of big casting directors, people with big jobs that have two, three followers. That means what? They can't give you a job? No. That's no, that's called you being materialistic and shallow. That's what that is. Because if you're judging somebody based on their followers, then you, you, you really blame yourself. You're sabotaging yourself before even you even get started. And I would basically say open to learning from anybody and whoever, and, you know, do as much research in whatever feel and niche that you want to focus on, because that's definitely going to help you build your brand because it's very important to have a strong foundation. Thanks for reaching out. And yes, absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, I actually have, you know, was a fan of your, your show, African Millennials, already. So I was really surprised that you <laughs> reached out to me and, and uh, honored. So thank you for that. That's awesome. See, it's so weird because, like, I'm always browsing on, like, I guess the popular page or the search page, and I happen to. I mean, I guess it happened to be on my, um, showed up on my popular page. So then that's when I clicked on it and I went on the, on the actual podcast. So then that's why I ended up emailing you. I mean, I've emailed people before and they don't get back to me. So I was like, oh, yes, you replied back. That's awesome. Oh, no. I always reply to every email I get. I even try to reply if people leave comments and stuff because, you know, I feel like for me personally, like I'm just, starting out I haven't even been doing the podcast a year so I really appreciate if people take the time to like my show I try to you know respond to them because I'm just starting out and it it means a lot to me so right exactly and it's good to be engaging on on social media because that's they're all real people on there, especially yeah. if they're following your brand or whatever you have going on it's definitely good to you know talk to them and let them know what's happening <laughs> A hundred percent agree. So thanks to my guest, Sam and Tina, and hope you guys check out her show, African Millennials, on YouTube and follow her at Wild Sam Fierce on Instagram. And that was a great episode. See you guys next week. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Stuff I Don't Like podcast. If you're a fan of the show, I have a really great offer for you. So I designed these logo pins based on the logo for my show. And I'm sending free pins out. That's right, free shipping, free everything. All you have to do is go to my website, stuffidontlike.net, and sign up for the mailing list. And I will send you a free pin. If for some reason you don't want to give me your physical address maybe you're the cia maybe you know you live on a hippie commune in the woods and you don't even have an address that's cool too because you can still enter your email address and be added that way you won't receive a pin if i don't have your physical address but you will receive updates and exclusive content you'll be the first to know when i launch my ebook that's coming up called 30 dope reads which will just be a compilation of books that i love and would love for 
everyone to share and enjoy. So yeah, please go to the website, stuffidontlike.net. 